versus the world productions nerds on the internet what more could you ask for www.vtwproductions.com the following presentation is licensed under the creative commons attribution share alike non-commercial license for more information on creative commons licensing please visit www.creativecommons.org Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now, on with the show! For Sunday, the 4th of March, 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Grail. And I'm Daxa. And I mixed it up. Yeah. Ladies last. Well, the whole intro was mixed up. Oh. <laughs> Hush your mouth, boy. <laughs> chicka, chicka, choo. Oh, oh. That may have only been audible to us. Nice. We back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been gone. Well, I've been gone. Therefore, you've been gone because. Yeah. And then we were gone before you were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gone. No one cared about that. <laughs> There's a lot of caring. Did anyone notice? Yes. I mean, People notice. People notice. Uh-huh. Talk to me, IRC. <laughs> Did you even notice that any of us were gone? Moving on. What? The love. I am feeling it. Send more main mix. I'm sending in more trains. Pussar didn't notice. See? Told you. Dang. I just told her I appreciated her, too. Whatever. Oh! Yeah, totally take all that appreciation back. Smackdown. <laughs> you are going straight to VTW hell for that one. So, yes, uh, we've had Barry's some house. on again, off again, uh, just because there's been a lot of travel involved. And for the last eight days, I have been living in the land of the TED Conference, mm-hmm. which is this unreality bubble that forms around uh, Long Beach, California and Palm Springs. Right. Uh, that just sucks me away into this place where there are sunshine, kittens, unicorns, and the world is a wonderful place that can be fixed and changed and... Um, then I come back here. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, reality. <laughs> Damn you all. But hopefully the TED conference will affect reality at some point or at least cause it has before. Yeah, some positive change. 
And actually, that's a, a wonderful segue. We'll get right off to putting out to the world our call-in topic of the day. Mm-hmm. And the question is in a couple of parts, but do you, generally speaking, watch internet videos more than just the funny viral video of the day or the lolcat of the moment or the brony uh, video du jour? But do you actually spend time watching inspirational or instructional videos on the internet and has one ever made a difference in your life? Yeah. Because that's pretty much what you know, the TED.com TED Talks distribution system is, is setting out to do, to try and distribute these inspirational talks about how to change the world to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the fun talks from this year that's already been posted to TED.com that I'm going to direct you all to later is a woman talking about the effect that her previous talk had on her. She was doing a talk about being an introvert and a talk about... <laughs> how shame works and motivates people, and she got 4 million hits after being put up on TED.com. That's, it, that's amazing. <laughs> an introvert. No, it's amazing because we were like, we really probably should listen to something from TED on our way over here so we can you know add to the conversation. And that was the talk we listened to. <laughs> you chose wisely. Yeah. That was the one we picked. Because that was actually one of the best ones this year. Which that is one of the reasons really they, they, they rushed it to the front page because they ah. always try to, to put the uh, some of the bigger ones out right away right to away. generate right. interest. Now, why the heck is this? Being so weird, of course. You, know, you get back, fire up the rig, and says, no, you've ignored me for a week. And yeah, exactly. misbehaving immediately. <laughs> so I'm going to give our shout-out to our producer, but I can't actually play his drop-in currently because um, Windows is giving me the finger. That, but I really have no way of knowing if anyone can hear us at this point. That's okay. I, I'll handle the shout-out for this segment then. All right. I want to shout-out to our producer, Barry VA, who I am dominating in words for a friend <laughs> like over and over and over again it's 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 almost you know i almost think i should just limit myself to three letter words now at this point <laughs> but you're playing him which means he's your friend i'm just saying yeah that's true i guess by that correlation mm-hmm. yeah the love <laughs> i am but feeling. no he is our producer yes he is yeah and you should sing his song. You I, are the singer of the group. Barry White changed my life. Saved my <laughs> life. See, I'm coming back from Ted. It's all about changing. It's, all, it's true. Yeah, unfortunately, Sakani can't put out there the fact that he did beat me, which I learned the important lesson of do not leave a C as your last letter. Sakani. Bad. <laughs> I met. Yeah, I saw. While I was in Palm Springs. Uh, oh, picture, at least, yep. of that. If, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, Sakani2 or myself, GnomeWise, you will see that we traded twit pics with each other. Uh, he met me after one of the one of the very long days. Yeah. Unfortunately, he got a very exhausted version of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, laying in my hotel, hotel bed going, hey, dude. <laughs> so glad he could meet him. Now go away so I can sleep. <laughs> wasn't his fault. It was just wiped the hell out. Because <laughs> this is you know kind of a sun-up, sundown kind of a thing when you're doing the volunteer mm-hmm. IT thing. Oh, there's yeah. only two of you and there's 575 guests with all kinds of needs and requirements and still totally worth it. Mm. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, what was it? Uh, Ted Shame, Ted Shame Lady or, or internet or I forget. How, how, did you listen to that one all the way through? She was talking about being tracked down in the Walmart. No, Whoa. she didn't. Um, I was only, it, it was Kane, right? The less, the girl's name is Kane. 
Susan Cain, I believe was Susan her name. Hang on, I have my bag. No, that's okay. I mean, she. Uh, but the talk we listened to ended with her basically saying, what, her "Here's three. the three actions I like people to take. I like you to go out into the world or in the wilderness. I want you to, you know, hopefully stop, stop the craziness of everything having to be a group activity." This or was her. That was her original. Oh, talk. that was the original talk. Oh. She came ah. back and talked about the effect because that was done at a TEDx. Ah, oh. interesting. TEDx's okay. are independent TEDs that you can you can put together yourself. And as long as you meet the licensing requirements, you can put your put on your own oh. one day long TED. And some of the talks coming out of the TEDx's are rivaling or superior to the ones that happen at TED proper. And hers was one of those that they took it from the TEDx and immediately put it on TED.com, and it got four freaking million hits. Oh. And she was talking this time about what that does did, to an does, introvert. Does to an introvert, <laughs> introvert who, has, yeah. who has put herself out there on the internet, who has talked about the breakdown that she had with now four million strangers, and uh, culminating in the woman behind her at Walmart saying. Uh, Ted shame lady Ted shame lady And she's like Don't look back They're, they're on my six Don't look back <laughs> <laughs> I'm Turning around The person's right in their face That's cool yeah. No it was a good talk So I guess we must have Listened to her Last year's talk But it was really good yeah, I the liked one, it hmm. you know, I told you that story So I can tell you this one Yeah ah. So yeah That's why we had no uh, Casual hardcore Last week And right. also no Alpha Geek Radio Fridays For two weeks Despite Desperately trying to get it together, of course, Murphy being Murphy, right at the time where I would normally do Alpha Geek Fridays, there was a crisis on campus and we had to get back to the Riviera. And uh, right at 7 a.m. Pacific when we were bam. supposed to be going on the air. So, so much for that episode. It was not meant to be. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But now we're back. Regular schedules will resume for everything that I'm involved with anyway. Yeah. For the foreseeable future until, I think, Phoenix Comic Con's our next big That's thing the next, in yeah. May. Yeah. 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 So we have some wonderful, blissful normalcy for the next little bit here. That's right. Yes. And then we do Phoenix Comic Con, and then hopefully a little nerdtacular action, and then we're into the PAX season. Right. Yes. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. already planning for PAX. Oh, yeah. Got to get those buttons made. It takes a while. You know, all kinds of stuff. Hotel rooms and all that stuff. Yeah. You've got the, uh, what the heck? <laughs> You got the what the heck? You got the what the heck? Sorry, just the windows being weird. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, but anyway. But we also, I mean, we did have a new show on the network yesterday. We did. Ah, it, did it did premiere on it schedule. It did premiere. I, I remember, on I've been completely no, unplugged and disconnected. Yeah, I got right before I left. I was putting the the show art up and making all all the site resources get in place because I knew I was going the hell off the grid and Tom's right. like, dude, I kind of need this ready because I'm going next week. Yes, yep. he did. So one dumb jock yep. has premiered. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have not had a chance to listen because, again, Land of Ted. Yeah, I got to experience three-fourths of the show because Aridin came in with 10 minutes notice of going, oh, by the way, I got a party to go to today. And <laughs> well, thanks Can you take lot. me? And oh, by the way, it's a birthday party, so I need to get something. So yeah, I unfortunately missed the last segment. But yeah, uh, premiered yesterday. It's Saturdays. I want to say at noon it begins, at least on uh, our current time, which is Pacific. Um, however, the show is obviously on vtwproductions.com. You can mm-hmm. find out all the details. Uh, yeah, sports. I mean, I love sports, so I have no problem listening to it. I even talked about rugby, which I only have a passing familiarity with that people do scrums and 
fall on each other. But you know, <laughs> but, but it you was get, educational. But you get to say the word that, scrum, yeah, the sentence scrum. properly, so and, yeah. and mean it. It was awesome. Uh, I totally missed it. I worked. Yeah. So. And I was on Planet Ted, so I did not get a chance to listen to it. Though I am subscribed and is presently sitting in my iTunes waiting for attention. Oh, nice. It's just a matter of finding a Making free. it happen. Cool. So other than the introvert talk, what were the other big talks from Ted? There was one that was kind of uh, remarkable to observe as it happened. Um, they had a gentleman, and I'm going to grab my book because I'm terrible with names. So stand Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so yes, Grail, what did, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I listened to VTW Productions, of course. Of course. <laughs> now, we have some other stuff to talk about in next segment about things I did this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. I went to, in gaming, we, of course, have Spotor to talk about, but also Mass Effect 3, which released their demo. So right. to preview our next segment while Gnome finds his book. Which is um, not presenting itself. Uh, um, so, anyway, there was a gentleman who, was talking, who did a talk on... Working as a lawyer um, for disadvantaged uh, black children, basically teens, mm-hmm. who were routinely getting tried as adults and routinely getting basically sentenced to life imprisonment as 13-year-olds, that kind of lovely oh, uplifting thing. Oh, was that the uh, Memphis yes. something or other? Yes, I've seen that. That was really interesting. And was talking about a motion that he filed because the prosecution had filed a motion to have the child tried as an adult. So he filed a motion to have him trialed as a wealthy white man. (laughs) Nice. That's good. The judge was not amused. I bet. Uh, I bet. Um, Contempt? (laughs) No, not not quite. I mean, it it started a conversation that that needed to happen. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how he rolled. He gave a very powerful and disturbing talk about the kinds of things that are going on in this country with the ridiculously high percentage of incarceration we have and the fact that it's, a lot of it is tied to the absurd war on drugs that sure. we have in this country with zero tolerance for things that other countries find laughable. Um, and later, about two sessions later, uh, Chris Anderson, the curator of TED, came back on stage and said, so we've noticed that this particular talk has had a really powerful impact on all the people here. So we're, we're kind of wondering, you influential and, and well-off people in the audience, this is in the main stage in Long Beach where the, the, the good and the great gather to watch TED. Right. And by that I mean the wealthy and the uh, well-to-do. And said, so how many people here would be willing to uh, contribute $100,000 to his foundation? And a bunch of hands go up. And how many... Uh, 10,000. More hands go up. Mm-hmm. 1,000? Okay, here's an email address. Please send your pledges into this email address that we've just set up for this. And then two sessions later, they came back with a report. Uh, in five minutes, we raised $1.7 million for the foundation. Holy, Holy crap! Cow. Thank you all. Nice. This is one of the thing, Ted, things that Ted does really well. It brings people together. If you, I mean, if you ever have a chance, if you are part of a... Um, a movement or you want to try and get something done or funded, it's like a golden ticket to get asked to speak on the TED stage because you're in front of a room full of extremely wealthy people who are the kind of person that goes to TED, which is all about changing the world. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have a really intense rule of no selling from the stage. Right. 
Um, and they will remove you from the stage if you start doing a sales pitch. Wow. And if, or if you put things in your slideshow that are a little too obviously, hey, right. look at the logo of my company. Or this and, is where you can go get it. Right. But, that, but yeah. you can, if you simply present, here's what I am doing, you still have a tremendous opportunity to reach people who are perhaps looking for something to sponsor. Hmm. Um, and the one person per year that is allowed to kind of sell from the stage is the Ted Prize winner. Because uh. um, they will... Have them do their presentation. They've already won the prize. So they're getting either, I think it's 100 grand or 250 grand okay. for their, whatever their cause, cause is. Yeah. But they also will then stand the person in front of the audience and people will stand up and offer services. So they'll say, I have a, a web development company. I'd like to offer you a year or two's worth of our web team's development. And I'm, I'm a hosting service and I'm a catering service and we'd like to donate food to your cause or whatever. But it's just a matter of you know, this huge wave of stuff comes to the person. So that's, that's kind of a double whammy if you're the TED Prize winner. That's but awesome. if you're talking on the stage at all, you're still reaching this really focused audience. And they just went about it with a purpose this time because it's one talk. And so, of course, it's one of the ones that's already up on TED.com. Yeah. Because um, it was so powerfully moving and people really put their money where their mouth was because, like, yeah, I'm going to give you large amounts of cash because I want you to go pursue justice in America and address injustice. So that was like. Holy crap. Wow. That's and you cool. don't normally see that immediate of an effect. Yeah. So the moral here is we have to get on the stage at TED. <laughs> no, <kidding. laughs> yes. How do we get on that stage? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. VTW Productions could definitely benefit from $1.5 million cast <laughs> in flux. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Oh. I know. Come on. I We're know. changing the world one nerd at a time. That's right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They do, and as always, I'm coming away from, you know, the TED experience is my third third year in a row, you know, all overflowing with, with drive and ideas to do things that there's no time in my life to actually right. pull off. Because um, we could do you know, something like, you know, nerd talks, TED nerd talks, you know, in the framework of what we've already built at Versus the World Productions, just a matter of the amount of hours in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, my brother and I have determined that um, for next year we are going to do a talk. Because we do at TED Active, we do TED U, so TED and then Y-O-U as opposed to like university. Oh, okay. Mm. And the, you do a three-minute talk instead of the – because the, 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 the full traditional TED talk is 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they – oh, God, do they hold you to that. Yeah. Um, so you better rehearse. <laughs> and similarly, we do the TED U talks in Palm Springs. And so there's a morning session where we have a whole bunch of people doing three-minute talks. So we've already begun scripting ours, and we're going to do a tag team uh, and submit it for approval and hopefully get approved to do a talk next year. Awesome. Oh, that would be good. On and, what? And um, the, the working title is You Are All Out of Your Minds. Mm. You Are All Out of Your Minds. Because we're, we're specifically... You are all? You are all. You are all. You are all out of um, your minds. Okay. This is specifically directed toward the TED Active crowd, because we work at TED Active, which is the... The one live satellite viewing um, session that's away from Long Beach. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And it attracts a much younger crowd um, and a much less well-to-do crowd. It's less expensive. And, it's, and the idea is to bring in you know, people who can't drop seven grand on a ticket. Right. And don't have an entourage to take care of. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's not the Bill Gates of the world or the Al Gores because they show up in Long Beach. Yeah. These are the future Bill Gates and the future Al Gores, we hope. Right. Um, so they're all pretty damn energetic, and they are all out of their minds in a really awesome way. Mm. 
but we would basically are going to we're going to pander to the crowd incredibly because we're basically talk about our experiences integrating into TED Active over the years. Specifically, Matt, my brother, drinking the Kool-Aid ages ago. Because he, he had the experience of going to Monterey, which was the main TED before they moved to Long Beach. Then he had to wait six years. He only went to Monterey for one day, helped with IT, got a taste of it. Oh. And because this was a friend of his at Apple who had been doing it for years who invited him in just for one day. And so... You got to see, holy crap, this is the best thing ever. And then there was never a spot available again for uh, six freaking years. Aww. And then he got a call from his friend Ken saying, hey, remember that TED thing? Yes. Uh, they're doing this new thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, I haven't even told Yes. Whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> and they were experimenting with this idea of this off-site group that would watch it live via satellite but be a different kind they did it in Aspen that year mm. so that was Ted Aspen very small group of people that a lot of people have really found memories of because they had snowball fights and they were oh yeah wacky. it's nice. Aspen it's freaking Aspen it's where the beer they all flows got snowed in. so it was even better they, they got an extra <laughs> snow day because they all got snowed in and then they moved to Palm Springs and then they later renamed it Ted Active and it stayed that way ever since and then a few years after he got me invited in and so he, he had already drunk the Kool-Aid by the time I came on the scene so he just kind of quietly laughed laughed and sat back and watched me realize what the hell is going on. So we're going to do the talk in the form of him already being there as, Master a, as, a, ted, as, as a tedster yeah. and me coming to him and saying, there's a woman doing a talk on stage about her underwear. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and there's this guy who, you know, the poet Reeves, he's one of the hosts. Oh, okay. Um, but when someone says poet to you, the thing that pops into my mind is like a picture of Shakespeare or something like sure. that. So we're going we're gonna to put a slide up. So the poet Reeves. And then put a poet? It's like, I don't know. Picture of Reeves who is this incredibly sexy guy. Mm. And oh my God, does he know it. All and right. Apparently poets get chicks in truckloads. So Gnome likes the poet Reeves. He's a great guy. Like likes the poet Reeves. Oh, I do him. <laughs> apparently. Um, but wow, he must be really hot. He is. <laughs> Rock me with your sonnet. That's what. That's that is what I'm trying to get across to you is this is you know this is not <laughs> Ted changes you. We got it. <laughs> Very funny. Um, you know when the thing that pops into your head when someone says the word poet to you is not this. Right. Thing. Right. Okay. Um, so just a series of of really high energy, crazy, wacky people. Um, and so we'll, we'll we'll pick out various people we remember from over the years and just do a talk of. This is why TED Active is not TED Long Beach and mm. why we want to keep coming back here because you are all out of your freaking minds. And the tagline at the end will be, and thank you for that. Yeah. Because gotcha. I want to work in one of my favorite quotes from Douglas Adams, which is, and sometimes there are people who will overdo things and sometimes we have need of them because that, that describes right. this group of people beautifully. Oh, cool. So we're hoping to get, we'll do our audition um, and we'll get approved and I will do, I will live one of my little dreams and do a, a baby TED talk. That like would a, be awesome. And occasionally they take those and they play them on the main stage if you're good enough. Nice. Ooh. There were two of those this year. Nice. nice. So we shall see. I could be Lull's Famous on the interwebs. Wow. Or I could crash and burn in front of thousands of and, viewers. And be Lull's Famous on the interwebs. On the interwebs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Just then. for a whole different reason. For all the wrong yeah. reasons. <laughs> And no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when it's all just you. We all go to die. <laughs> so, as is usual, I encourage you all to visit TED.com for the technology, entertainment, design, conference, 
of 2012, which has just concluded, and they're beginning to filter some of the talks from this year onto uh, the main site. They, they stage them because they want to have new stuff showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's getting more like it was, I think, last year when you or whenever the first year you did it was the first time I even heard of this mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. And now two weeks before you left for this one, I got an email from my dad right. who doesn't do much on the computer, but he sends it. He goes, hey, you got to see this talk, this people. This is kind of cool. Have you ever heard of this thing called Ted? <laughs> and I'm like, As matter of fact, yeah, I, <laughs> I know somebody who actually works there. He's like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> it's like, yep, it is. It kind so, of is. Yeah, it's definitely getting more attention now than in mainstream because, like I said, if if he's heard of it, mm-hmm. then I know it's definitely getting out there. Well, I mean, they they just keep putting out buckets and buckets and buckets of really good material. Yeah, and the TED Active is kind of home of the TEDxers, mm-hmm. where the people who are so into it that they want to put on their own TED. So when, the very first year that I did this three years ago, there was a small group of them meeting and exchanging ideas about you know what you have to go through to successfully put on one of these little one day little yeah. one day conferences and but they were they stood out as this incredibly energetic subset of the people oh. and then the next year there were a lot of them gotcha uh-huh. the TEDx thing was just going and then the TED organizers never expected it to be this big of a deal this is just this thing they were kind. Of, they're going to kind of offer. It's basically, we'll let you license our name if you follow our rules, and it's you know it's not a profit center for you. you, you and here's the specifics about how to use our logo and all these things. It's not not hard for a group to follow the rules. It's basically, don't be a dick. Right. Don't, don't sully our name and send us all your recordings, and everything's cool. Mm-hmm. And and don't you know make it a, a profit. You know you can charge enough money to cover your expenses, but we don't want this to be a, a money making thing for anyone. That's not the point. And it just went completely bat crap crazy because they, they, they had no idea there was that much pent up desire for people who were who had attended TED for so many years to want to do their own, especially amongst the TED Active crowd. This year, there were a whole lot of them, I and mean, fully sure. a third of the attendees at TED Active were TEDxers. Wow! Part of it is to be allowed to put together a TEDx that is allowed to invite more than one hundred people. You have to have attended at least one TED conference in person yourself. Oh. Ah. So they're all coming in for their indoctrination because they've done their 100-person TEDxes, and now they want to do something grander. Ah. And, but to do that, the person who's signing up for the license has to have been to a TED. Mm-hmm. And since TED Active is the less expensive, and it's where the TEDxers organize every year, we've been getting them in increasing waves every year. Nice. Which we're very happy about because they are the young movers and shakers who are really into the whole Ted ideal of we are going to change the world. And you know, I've had the realization yet again this year, this, this is becoming, and, and if they ever stop using volunteers for IT, I may die from withdrawal <laughs> because it is becoming my annual recharge of faith in humanity because the rest of my year spent, you know, watching mainstream media being told how horrible the world is and how man is being vile to man and, Beat down, beat down, terrible, bad, 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 bad. And to go and hang out with a, you know, hundreds of people who said, oh, crap, no. The world's a great place, and we can make it even better. And they mean it. They have done it, and they're going forth to do it some more. And it's like, okay, I feel better. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Mm. 
So if I ever have to stop doing that, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Drink heavily. <laughs> poor, poor substitute because we do that too <laughs> some nights. On well, this yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Though I did a lot less this time just because it was so damn tired. Got out to one of the parties, and it was actually uh, they very deliberately scheduled one of the parties at the new resort where we will be next year. And so they hmm. did the. They did the announcement, hey, we're moving to La Quinta next year. And then that night we had a Let's reception. Let's have a party La Quinta, there. Yeah. Which is a hell of a long way away when you follow what GLaDOS on the Android map has to say. Uh, she chose a very poor uh, <laughs> route. And when we came back, we said, let's just go to the freaking I-10 and cut across. Hey, look, that was one-third as long to get there. Wow. Screw you, GLaDOS. Um, so, yeah, there was, there was wine, women, and song at that one. Nice. Mostly wine. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So... Now, this is going to be a weird break because the interesting way in which my computer is currently malfunctioning. Yeah. I'm basically going to force quit Sam Broadcaster. Okay. Ah. So those of you listening live, uh, the stream's just going to go dead for a little while while I bring it back to life. Um, and then things shall return to normal. I just can't. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm, just, I'm just glad that the damn thing kept streaming despite the fact that the screen is entirely frozen in Sam Broadcaster. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Huh. Very nice. Oh, yes, it's very nice. <laughs> so should we, like, close the show here just in case? <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun. Thank you for listening. Yeah. To <laughs> exactly. Live on Versus the World Radio. We'll be, next, we'll be yeah. back next week with a brand new broadcast ring. Yeah. No. Wait, uh, it's the three of us, so isn't this hardcore? This is oh, hardcore. Big part yeah. of this is hardcore. We established that weeks ago. Yes. Because uh, that was the last time we talked about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's see what this break brings us. <laughs> so, thank you for tuning in, in case we don't see you again. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And where did my... Task? We'll be back. We yeah. will. We will. we will. Let's have confidence. We'll do this. There will be lots of editing involved in this one. <laughs> Welcome back on the air, no wise. Okay, here we go. Bye-bye now. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. You're listening to the Coruscant News Service, bringing breaking news to Republic citizens who need it. In today's top story, the Empire and Republic square off on the ruined world of Terrace, where sentient races are pitted against the ravenous rat ghouls in a fight for dominance over the urban wasteland. So tell me something, Blinky. If the Galactic Republic has been rebuilt in Terrace for ten years now, why haven't you managed to construct some permanent housing? Or do you all like to live in tent cities? Hey, watch it! The Republic has been very busy with cleaning up toxic waste and reclaiming the energy plants. We're going to rebuild Terrace in a cleaner and more environmentally friendly way.
Did you have to form a committee each time you wanted to mop up a puddle? If the Empire had been here that long, we'd have built a working transit system, raised a few skyscrapers, and harvested the toxic sludge for Wookie shampoo before you could blink. Sure you would have. On the backs of slave labor, I know how ruthless you Sith Lords can be. Hey, don't knock progress. Besides, I don't see how you pubs can stand it here. None of the roads are throughways, and the water tastes like engine coolant. At least we're not the ones summoning the Rackles and teaching them to overrun colonization efforts. We might not have had to, if you hadn't given the news station such a bleeding hot light side name. Are you telling me that the Empire will call off the destruction of Terrace if I change our news station name? Well, no, but we'll at least give you colonists a fighting chance off of the runway. Look, we're not all heartless. This is payback for Alderaan, isn't it? No, no. Well, maybe. Yeah. Let's just say the Dark Council never forget a debt. Will Blinky and Vixen ever see eye to eye on this light side, dark side stuff? Will the Dark Council choose the next name of our radio station? And will the Imperial Holonet ever recall those misleading Wookiee shampoo commercials? Only time will tell. Until then, our reporters remind you to use the free shuttle service early and often to avoid the Rakul hordes. Finally, there's a place on the internet where geeks and sports fanatics can come together and, in fact, be the same person. Listen to One Dumb Junk, with worldwide sports news and opinions hitting all your favorite playing fields. Football, baseball, rugby, basketball, hockey, real football, and even college news. Check out One Dumb Junk only on Versus the World Productions. VTWProductions.com. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, and yes, I worked on intros with a lot of help from Ursa Heel. Wow. Oh my God. So, may I just say now we for know the record, the world is ending. Yeah. shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Now talk, because I'm going to go kill my dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Geeks in the gaming world. Yeah. All right. So, the first thing we have, um, and this kind of coincides with some other stuff on the site, namely a blog post from uh, Sakani, I believe, uh, about Mass Effect 3. They released the demo. I think it was Aid. Was it Aid? That I think it was that? Aid. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, who cares about credit? <laughs> we'll verify later. Yeah. Um, but Mass Effect 3 put out their demo, mm-hmm. which uh, the game, I believe, releases in about a week or two. Uh, the demo, though, however, featured a couple segments. One as you're playing Shepard as you've been called back into duty and you're uh, talking to the military right as the Reapers show up and start bombarding Earth. And you go through a segment there where basically it's their intro. Hey, this is how you move your character. This is how you duck. This is how you fire. All that good stuff. Um Second is actually later on in the game where you're doing a mission uh, with your Grogon companion as well as, oh, God, I forget who the other character is now. I don't play Mass Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I can say anything. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds interesting. So Keep it going. In, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, the, the demo itself, I'll, I'll talk about that real quick. The, the demo itself was really well put together for a demo. It was very long. Uh, the graphics definitely feel a little bit altered from what I remember uh, playing through all Mass Effect 2. 
Um, the facial expressions, especially, um, I know they did a lot of work on the facial rendering and, and the speech and it felt, it almost hit that, uh, point where it was a little too close to real. So it felt the uncanny like, Valley. Yeah. The uncanny Valley felt that a little bit. Um, but the big thing that came out of this was that it also in the demo included their three modes of play mm-hmm. which is role play mode which is basically mass effect one or two you play through you level your character you have to assign your talent points or you can pick the auto option uh and in conversations you pick through the little dialogue wheel if you've ever played mass effect or if you've played star wars it's the same uh, concept you're given a point to respond and usually your choices are like you know jerk <laughs> not so jerk <laughs> and you know the nice mode, or in this game, it's it's renegade versus paragon, mm. is the the delineation set of light or dark. Um, however, they included two other modes: action mode, which is the action man. I just like to shoot things, and I don't want to deal with blam blam buttons. stop blam blam police. Yeah, so it's totally geared towards you. Don't need to worry about doing it. your whole thing is just going through the action. the The scenes where normally you'd pick your options are just cut scenes now. And then the third option was the story mode, which is a very dumbed down, I use one way to put it, very simplified. You don't need, you don't need a lot of gaming skills yeah. to pro- proceed, and you get to see all the lovely story elements. This is what people on the internet are whining about. Hardcore gamers. <laughs> right. How does this affect your gameplay when you chose the regular mode? Oh, that's right. Not at all. Yeah, and I guess that's where I'm coming from, is I don't understand where the outcry over it is. If they had replaced one of them, if they replaced RP mode with story mode or action mode, okay, I'd be then. like, what the hell? What did you do to my Mass Effect? Mm-hmm. The fact they put two other modes in doesn't really... It's the end of gaming! Yeah, but we're... I mean, I guess, no, it's the end of gaming! I guess that's what I need help understanding is where the end comes from if you just... I'm not bombastic <laughs> at all. It's the end of gaming! And if I say it enough times and loudly enough, it will become true. Yeah. So I don't. I did not get that argument. I mean, not so much either. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Now, yeah. I did get that the Connect actually works pretty damn well with it mm-hmm. because it's just purely voice commands, which is awesome. Nice. So I'm just you know yelling at my people to go do stuff, and they just do it. Yeah. It's like that's right. Like a ball. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I like that that uh, merging of it in there, and then I mean multiplayer. I didn't try at all. Um, I think it was included in the demo. If not, then obviously I didn't try it. But uh, I did not attempt to even see if it was there. Uh, the gameplay in Mass Effect, I think it lends itself to it. It's you know, it's very, it's a cover-based shooter. It lends it as much as Gears of War, I think, would lend, lends itself to multiplayer in terms of the actual fundamental mechanics, which is you go into an area, enemies come out, you get behind cover, you pop them with some uh, some shots, or you use your special abilities, and they're doing the same basic things to you. Is Pwn a voice command from Barry? That's yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's, in, that's in story mode. You just say, <laughs> pwn, and then you get to the next cutscene. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely Real looking... Real life for, needs a command like that. I know, right? <laughs> I'm looking for... I know you guys haven't played through it. I mean, if they can avoid the pitfall, which each game has had a different pitfall, so I'm, I'm a little leery as to what this one will be, because Mass Effect 1, to me, the pitfall was the Mako, which is funny considering from 
Star Wars, your companion as a bounty hunter is also Mako. And at times I hate her as much as I hated this vehicle in Mass Effect 1 <laughs> that you had to drive around and it would inevitably get stuck or fall over or it was just terrible. So it made me never want to play through that game again just because I don't want to deal with the Mako. In Mass Effect 2, they had this inane, I have to scan planets for resources that took forever and was just stupid and was just a huge time sink. And again, made me never want to play through that game. Even though I love the story, I think it was a great game. That piece just, I, I cringe when I think about going back through it just to deal with that. So I'm wondering what, what the Mako or the scan will be in Mass Effect 3 to make me go, oh, I could, I'll go through it because I want to see the story end, but I can't handle that ever again. That's awesome that you're calling it the Mako. What is the Mako of this game? Yeah, what is the Mako? Because God knows enough in Star Wars, I'm going, shut, shut up, up, Mako. Mako. <laughs> See, I feel that way about my droid. Oh, I feel that way about my droid, too. Because he's annoying Yeah, he is. Hell. Yeah, they need an off button on him when you walk in your ship. Yeah. Like, especially when you have to go to your hollow terminal and talk to somebody, mm-hmm. and he's still blabbering while they start talking. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I'm on the hollow terminal. You don't want to be deactivated? You're so happy I didn't deactivate you today? Shut the hell up. Yeah. Or you will be deactivated tomorrow. That's right. So there will be a patch note someday where they hey, they put in the option to mute the droid. Yeah. <laughs> and you will hear the cheer rise from the community <laughs> forum. That or just like next patch, like let, let's give them more than like four things to say. Yeah. Like let's break it up a little bit. Or Give, give him GLaDOS's voice. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and temperament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, they have customizations mm-hmm. for your companions. They should yeah. have a customization for him, like his temperament. Yes. That'd be awesome. Like, so you could have, like, smart-ass droid. Smart-ass, yeah, that would be great. Or, like, you know, you can have, obviously, right now is the genuflection droid, but or you could have, like, morose droid. Or, yeah. yeah. What's that one? What was it, the, the droid that was, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of it, that was all upset because he wasn't as good as, like, the doors in Star Wars? That opened up because everybody loved the doors. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that Mm-mm. at all? Oh, I gotta bring, I gotta find it. It was something that I was, you know, something Matt, um, Matt, uh, Aridin Aridin showed yeah. us because he's always constantly just cruising through YouTube to see what he finds, but it had something to do with a little droid. It was a very sad and unhappy droid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, since we made the transition in such an uncontrolled fashion, that was episode 80 of Northwind News from the wonderful and talented Amelia Overbay Day, and that was titled, The Toxic Sludge Does Wonders for Your Skin. Nice. Oh, they remain on their Old Republic kick, which we're very thankful for. Yeah. yeah. For to which sure. I say, excellent. Absolutely. So, retroactive intro and shout out. So since we've slid into SWOTOR talk. Um, one of the things they announced on their forums is that they're going to make some changes. They're going to remove some items from the game. To try and simplify the economy, right? Somewhat. Well, basically, they basically said, we want to make some changes to the game. Uh, we're going to change some of the available speeders and stuff out there and remove some. We're going to change some of the crystals that you can have access to, put some maybe on vendors, maybe take some off. Well, it's interesting because as a Sith, I, I got as a drop a saber with a blue crystal, which I could not normally have, and I've been able to wield it for some time now. Ah. But if I change the crystal, I, I have all the restrictions apply. Well, and that's, that was one of the things they're also going to do is remove the restrictions from crystals. Oh, nice. So, so you, you can no longer have... tell by the saber color if somebody's a goodie or a baddie. Right. Exactly. 
Well, I don't. I didn't really have a problem with that because it's it's in keeping it with is. the canon. I think they just needed to expand the colors on both sides a, a little bit more. Can I have a rainbow? Yeah, a variable blade. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Marvin. Yes, Marvin the Paranoid Android. Yes. Isn't he arguing with the door at some point? Oh, that God, door is so I'm much so better. Depressed. Than... Yeah. Yes, it's him. All the doors on this spacecraft have been. Uh... Oh, let me think about how this goes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That Programmed was from Black Void. To oh. all I know is he is arguing about how he's not as good as a door, or he's sad about the fact that he's not as good as the doors. No, the doors. I mean, because Marvin's all upset because he has a genuine people personality. He's a prototype, and he's just oh god, I'm so depressed. Um, all the doors in the spaceship have a cheerful and sunny disposition. It is their pleasure to open for you, and their satisfaction to close again with the knowledge of a job well done. All the doors go. Hmm. <laughs> ah, hateful, isn't it? I know. Nice. See, that's, yes, that yeah. would be genuine easy. people personality. That would be a good personality. A good for personality your for your droid. Yeah. There was Absolutely. a later segment where they were an elevator. Um, happy vertical people transport <laughs> <laughs> from the serious cyberdice corporation. That's right. We'd like to go up, please. Down's very nice. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but we're going up. Have you considered the possibility that down might offer you? <laughs> I mean, there's the basement or the heating system or the microfiles. Nothing particularly exciting, I'll admit, but they are alternative possibilities. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because it turns out the, the elevator has slight precog abilities, so it would always know what floor to be on to meet you when you needed to come back down. Ah. But it was seeing a very nasty future for the upper floors, so it wanted desperately for them to go down. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. See? So there you go. That's what I was talking yeah. about. That's what the Black Void is awesome about. They just... It doesn't Like 10 people said the name. I was like, that's it! <laughs> there it is! <laughs> you guys are awesome. Thank you. Nice. But, I mean, I like the personality they have in Kim Bao. I like Kim Bao's personality quite a lot. I will eat you last. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not annoying. No, he's not. In fact, half the time I kind of like when he says something. Yeah. You're just like, oh, look, he spoke. It's so cute. Yeah. No, that that is a non-annoying <laughs> No, that, that is a lot better to deal She's with. She's bounty hunter-ish. And, yeah. And, see, I think she would have made a better companion for the bounty hunter, but mm -hmm. at least in terms of her attitude, because she has a little bit of niceness to her. Like, she's not all about, like, wholesale slaughter. No, she's about profit. But she's okay with making money. She's okay with doing stuff to she get ahead. She likes you to flaunt authority. Yeah. So she's, she's a thumb your nose. At, Which is at good for a bounty hunter, right. too. Um, but she doesn't like it when you're mean, you know, just well, you go for the kill. Yeah. You, you're weak and you must die. Right. But minus, minus 30. My other thing is, is she's consistent, just yes. like Kem Vala's consistent. Mako is schizophrenic. Yes. <laughs> There'll be times yeah. with Mako where she's like, I don't think you should kill these guys. And you get one option that says, yeah, I agree with you, Mako. And you don't get any faction with her. And then if you pick the option that's like, I'm going to shoot you in the face, she gets faction. And you're like... What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you're never you never know where you're going. Never know where That's you stand with her. Yeah. And this Mako is a companion for what kind of bounty hunter? Bounty hunter. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad I'm not playing a bounty hunter then. Yeah. Basically, you just give her a lot of technology just to make, to make up for the fact that you piss her off every time you yeah, answer something. Much. 
I've got vet and I've got the, the imperial officer in my team now. Who Dr. I'm, Quinn, medicine man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, leave, I leave him the hell on the ship. Which uh, one? Dr. Uh, it's Malavi Quinn. Malavi Quinn. Quinn but oh. I, everybody calls him Dr. Quinn because he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's your healer. Yeah. Oh. And as a juggernaut, you have him out pretty much all, all the time. Because he's just awesome. See, I'm a marauder. Yeah. Well, you might turn to – gets if you're alone, it's really nice to be healed. <laughs> I, I, I really have not – Explored the healing mechanics in the game yeah. at all. I've gone for pure DPS, so I outfit Vet and myself for massive DPS. Right. I just try to overwhelm whatever we're going after. And that works for a long while until you're about 40s. Okay. In then, your 40s, then I might bust out the healer. Suddenly, the like you get two strongs, which are like the silver right. guys. Man, that can be a fight then. You're like, wow, that those guys start laying down damage. Excuse me while I switch my companion. So, I mean, as DPS, you actually have the option. You can take one of your guys that has the t- ability to tank, mm-hmm. and you let him tank, and you just do insane DPS. And that's what I did with my assassin was basically Kemval would just take a lot of punishment, and my job was to kill things before Kemval died. <laughs> <laughs> or, or long enough for you not to die. Or, yeah, or I could take him, take him down just, you know, with that last little bit. Call him at a body and zap. Yeah, so it, it can definitely be challenging. Um, I'm actually looking forward to it because I've been, again, I've been on Planet Ted, so I haven't been playing any right. tour, so I could get back, get back in there and resume leveling. Oh, yeah. No, it's been good. I, we ran through with uh, Ragok and Valdenar mm-hmm. a couple of instances. So uh, back to the, what they were announcing, though, is that unlike WoW or EverQuest, which are the definitely MMOs I have the most experience with when I've seen this happen, is they're actually putting out news press releases that in the vein of either an Imperial press release or a Republic press nice. release. Hinting as to what this is going to, which items you, if you're interested in owning one of these, you might want to buy one really quick because it's going to go off out of the game. Are they doing it just to make them like rewards for being early adopters? Or? I think they're doing it in the press release. They basically said, you know, a lot of times folks that want to get an economic edge will play on the test server and pay very close attention to the pre- to the notes and make note of when things have been removed from test and know that's coming up ah. so they game the economy and they buy up you know a bunch of items that they can resell they're going to they rare. said you know instead of trying to fight this we're going to embrace it and just put it out there that hey this is this is your chance you want to do it as a collector grab it you want to try to do some resaling or hoard up some items based on some of the things we're going to do down the line here it is you know, here's information. So it's a definitely mm-hmm. different take than when you in WoW or or EQ where things just stop. Like someone so no longer drops that, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> I, I want to. But I just carried those. five been... <laughs> million coins across two continents at J-boots. the speed of point zero 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 one. J boots. Yeah. True. Yep. So anyway. So yeah. No, they uh. So that's an interesting mode. Obviously, everybody's looking for the next. The patch 1.2 looks very sweeping. They're updating trade skills. They're updating PvP. They're adding new content. They're doing a lot of different things with their next major update while doing a lot of little minor fixes along the way. So I think it's interesting. It makes me I've kind of started trying to pay attention to it to see if there's any speeders I have to have or want to get my hands on before, it before goes away. they vanish. Though a lot of speeders, especially if you pick the really big model, make you look like you're riding one of those toys you see outside of Walmart with the little horsey that goes back and <laughs> forth. Like some of the speeders are yeah. so small and your character model is so big. It's like, wow, <laughs> who 
would fear me on this thing. <laughs> well, like... maybe if you maybe you're not meant to be feared. No. Maybe you're supposed to be the fluffy bunny Sith of the. I am the fluffy bunny. My juggernaut is all light side. Is he really? Yeah. Interesting. How's that working for you? Pretty good, actually. You get some funny responses because you're like. You're just not super evil is all, but you're still not what I consider good. Like your idea of being good is like you backhand somebody and you put them in prison for life instead of just killing killing them, them off. Yeah, right off the bat. so that's that's the good version is you know you beat them up a little more and, and condemn them to a life of torture. Ah, interesting. <laughs> and they're like light points all the way. Very cool. That ain't right. Oh man. So. Outside of those things, uh, there was also an article, and this happened a couple weeks ago, but I did want to bring it up. Uh, I don't know how much you followed the big backlash against Bioware, and specifically one of their writers. Um, oh, yeah. Hel- Hepler was their last name. Basically, they found out that this person who wrote for uh, Bioware, who wrote on Dragon Age 2 and one other project, but not Mass Effect 3, okay. um had made some comments that got taken out of context of her saying things like, you know, I don't actually enjoy playing video games. And that was the comment they took out. But the thing was, she said is I don't enjoy the actual gameplay part because I really suck at it. And you know, the dexterity it takes me to get through like a first person shooter is rough. I just don't have those skills. And I just don't have those skills. She goes, you know, I wish there was a button to skip combat. And so of course that I wish there was a button to skip game Mm -hmm. play and get to the story mode Mm -hmm. was taken out of context. And so then as soon as Mass Effect, as we previously mentioned, you know, added the uh, story mode to it, people blew up and basically pinned it all on her. Right. And she opened a Twitter account, and then there's a huge backlash, of course, across Twitter where you get to see how much, you know, talk about Ted giving you the height of society. Uh-huh. Yes. Twitter can definitely give you the depth of society. And so it was just a ridiculous... And, you know, unfortunately, you see a lot of biases out of people, especially when it comes to uh, women working in video games. And mm-hmm. It was just one of those things where you look at it and you're like, wow, you know, at times I think gamers are really on the cutting edge and, you know, nerds are very open minded. And then there's definitely windows where you see a subsection that still is very close minded. Yeah. So misogyny. Yeah, basically. But luckily, Bioware actually can... Uh, Misuga, I want to. Say, I can't remember his last name. One of the Ray, the, Ray, 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 yeah, Ray, uh, came Muzica. out. Musica came out yeah. and with a whole thing supporting her and basically gave a donation to Canada anti-bullying mm-hmm. charity. So it was well, it was well done by Bioware. I think they took the a good high road, high road at the end of it. Right, there was a lot of back and forth over Twitter, but you know, again, it's something where you're Twitter, like, I mean, the internet is not a good place for good discussion. Never mind Twitter. No. 140 characters. I know, seriously. Yeah. yeah, who would discuss things on the internet? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't discuss. We project our opinions through our microphones because you must listen to us. That's right. Or something. Meanwhile, we'll have our listener call-in segment later in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and a reminder, our call-in topic of the day is, do you use the internet to watch serious instructional and or inspirational videos? And has one ever had an actual effect on your life? That'll mm-hmm. be in our fourth half of the show today. I see. But right now, we are up against our next break. And we have a non-pre-screened, uh, just going to busk it and I'll edit it out if it's uh, horrible or offensive, uh, segment from Frankenweenie. 
Earmuffs kids. Earmuffs kids. I have no idea what's actually in here or if the audio quality is any good because I was coming back from the airport mere minutes before broadcast time. I was taking my brother back to the airport just to learn that, oh, look, the major entrance into the airport is closed closed until June. (laughs) Yeah. Suddenly I was very late. So you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com or follow the link from the front page of vtwproductions.com. We shall return right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hello there, I am Darhas, you are you, and this is a content segment for Casually Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. This week, I have for you a remake of a movie, which was in turn a short film, which was an homage to a famous novel. I am talking about Frank and Weenie. Frankie Weenie was a short, a uh, short film by directed by Tim Burton, which was an homage to Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, which is being made, remade in stop motion and is going to be coming out this year in October. The original movie was about a young boy named Victor. Victor Frankenstein. I wonder who that's referencing. Who likes to make movies about with his dog? His dog Sparky, who got hit by a car. Well, got hit by a car. Don't know how I was going there. But after Victor learned about impulses in the muscles, electrical impulses, he has the idea of bringing his dog back to life. Much in the vein of Frankenstein, he makes up a machine that brings brings the dog into the air and a bolt of light actually brings back the dog. However, his neighbors aren't necessarily too excited about an undead dog. And it, and there's a giant chase ensued about you know, Frank Sparky being alive again. Well, when they try when they chase Sparky to a windmill, and after using a cigarette lighter to see inside the windmill, it's accidentally lit on fire. So Victor goes in after his dog, who ran into it, and gets knocked out. But Sparky comes to rescue him before the windmill just falls. The mom's like, oh, oh, what'd we do? And, well, bring after Sparky, who got crushed by the windmill recharge him and bring him back to life and everyone's happy blah 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 it was it was good it, was, it came along with the DVD version of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and the remake which is about the same plot is A in stop motion as the original was in live action B about the same plot more or less 
And third, the first stop-motion film to be in IMAX. And in 3D. And in IMAX 3D. It was... I liked, I liked it when I saw it when I was a little younger. I don't remember it much. But it was good, and I'm glad to see another stop-motion film be released, because stop-motion, when dubbed right, is just amazing. Well... I have been Darhus, you have been you, and this was a content segment for Casually Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. Back to the hosts.
You are listening to VTW. 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 Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the World Radio. Researched Chaos. Casually Hardcore continues. You guys should n- show up more often and you would know these intros have been here. Casually Hardcore continues live for on Versus the World. Yeah, sorry we missed it for our anniversary. Yeah, our God bad. Forbid. Priorities, people. Yes, Priorities. You know, massages and Wicked is, is not fun at all. Nope. Being on the show is so much more fun than that. Yes. <laughs> Got it. If that were true, I would have not gone to Ted, so... By the way, Wicked was awesome. I'm going to have to throw that out there. I'd never seen it before, and it was great. Casually Hacker continues live on Versus <laughs> World Radio, VTWProductions.com. As we cruise into the research chaos segment mm-hmm. of our program, and we wish to recognize contributors this year, <laughs> leading with my this, <laughs> very favorite. This year? This whole year? The whole <laughs> of the year? Not just this week? I'm still partially migrating from, <laughs> okay, from Planet saying. Ted. This week's contributors mm-hmm. include Boba Fetish. See, I've gone eight whole days without saying Boba Fetish. Oh, whatever. You said it probably like every day. Probably say it in the shower. In the mirror to himself. Yeah, exactly. And I sing it. Or in bed. <laughs> Boba, Candlelight. Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. MacBit, Barry Von Awesome, and Aid have contributed this week to. What happened to Fangs? I'll say it anyway, fangs with a Z, and it's the Z that makes it cool. That's right. Mm. Where is he? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I didn't compile this Google Doc. Look at your husband. He took care of it this No, week. well, other people contributed. I was just putting it on These this These are the ones that we so, so far have selected. Correct. So well, We thank to... everybody for throwing stuff out there. So. Yes, I will Absolutely. go get the complete list while you pick one to begin drawing about. I want to pick. You go, girl. Um, the juror jailed over the Facebook friend w- request, mostly because I have been ha- I have been mailed a nice little note that says that I need to um, appear for jury duty. Oh, dandy! So this is very instructional so, as to what, what not, not to, to do. do. What not to do. <laughs> so apparently, this gentleman, well, this guy, um, was part of a auto negligence case who ended up himself getting a three day jail sentence for afterwards. Going on to Facebook and sending the defendant a friend request, which then he decides to, then he of course gets dismissed from the case because, you Mm -hmm. know, they know each other now, technically, sort of. Right. And um, then he proceeds to write on his Facebook page, score, I got dismissed. Apparently they frowned upon sending a friend request to the defendant. Ha ha. Oh, can you, how fast can you say contempt of court? <laughs> so the judge was not amused. Was not amused at all. Of course, he tried to play it off that it was a mistake. Because yeah, of course, sending a friend request to somebody is uh-huh. you know so it, easy to mistakenly it's so easy to mistakenly find do. them amongst the millions of users and deliberately send them a friend request. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Happens to me accidentally all the time. I tell you, right. Yep. So, yes, so he, of course, got, um, yeah, three days days. of jail time. So um, that is not a way to get out of jury duty, people. No, but 
and an order of magnitude less cool than filing a motion to have your defendant tried as a rich, affluent white male. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That was much nice. I would go with that one. Well, the, judge, the judge was equally unimpressed. I'm sure. I bet. <laughs> yeah, maybe not have thrown him in jail. Um, the the thing that gets me though is that he he was dismissed first. So at that point, you know. They know about your Facebook page. Right. And right. then he went and typed that out. It's like, wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Didn't so. think that one. No, yeah. Not at all. Which actually, I feel like, I mean, Facebook, people, you know the things you put out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're out there for a lot of people. Like, for example. The internet is forever, people. Exactly. There's a reason why people I manage, I am not friends with mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's not because... I don't like them because I like them a lot. In fact, I just recently was moved to a different department and now some of the pr- friends, some of the people I used to manage are now friends with me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's just, you have to have a little privacy when <laughs> when you're A, managing people and B, you know, being picked for a jury. So just remember, you know, the be a little forever. selective and the internet is forever. So don't friend everybody. So if you send me a friend request, don't be upset that I don't friend you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very selective about the people who who I friend because I, you know, I use it as an outlet sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want some people to know about it. <laughs> don't want you seeing what I'm talking about you. you. <laughs> exactly. Talking smack. Nice. Exactly. Plus, also, I feel like I've been on a jury once and i've i've gone for you know jury selection a couple times but it was a really really great experience i don't understand why people are so hard up to get out of jury duty well i mean you you have a guaranteed out because this is on the internet penis oh look at that I really don't think that the juror or the judges listen to vtw penis oh look at that Penis. Oh, look at that. If I put it out there enough times. <laughs> penis. Oh, look at that. I'm only saying, oh, look at that. I didn't say the first word. We can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a highly talented ventriloquist. Maybe, yes. So anyways, just do your jury duty, people. It's actually a lot of fun. That's my opinion. It was good one time. I don't know if I, I don't I wouldn't look forward to doing it again, but it was interesting the one time to go through. Um mm-hmm. Sakani makes mention that he doesn't actually get paid for it, so he costs him money Eesh. when he goes. So that's definitely and I mean, but when you go to jury duty, if you're actually to the point where they're asking you questions, that's one of the questions they do ask you if there's right. a financial cost to you. Exactly. Um, at least in Arizona. I don't know, maybe it's different in, in other states. Uh righty. So, Barry V in the Blackboard. Sorry, I was distracted. I was sending a Facebook friend request to Daxa. <laughs> As a result of penis. Oh, look at that. Uh, yes. If it gets ignored, don't be sad, Barry. Silence! <laughs> Silence! Sorry, I was just I'm getting back in the uh, drop-in mode Yes, here. now that you have your drop-ins. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that, that, that one caught my eye just because, you know, the whole technology and jury duty thing. So, mm-hmm. anybody? Twitch, and we say to the man in his three-day prison sentence. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> exactly. All right, Grail, you got one or shall I? Uh, I'll do oh, let, one Let me here. give the uh, complete oh, list yeah, of go the ahead. contributors. So, yes, indeed, our leading person 
was Fangs with a Z, and it's the Z what makes it cool. Aid the Barry Von Awesome. Grail posted in there for some reason. Boba Fetish. And Sean Caster and MacBit. So thank you all. The all-volunteer Casually Hardcore Research Team, your efforts are fantastically appreciated each and every week. And we apologize for those weeks where we are not good communicators and have your research for shows that don't actually happen. But they were all successfully pushed forward to the following week and exactly. are now being utilized. Yeah. For which yes. we thank you greatly. Absolutely. Right, moving on. Okay. Uh, let's see which one we'll always pick. Okay, I'll take the one from Mary VA. Since we gave him a rash of oh, crap. I, I can play his intro now. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So we can make him feel better about his place in the universe. Okay. Uh, today, boss. Junior. Today, Junior. Do go on. All right. So since we gave him a rash of crap uh, a few weeks ago, went over him actually saying episode one was not that bad, I think mm-hmm. was, the exa- was the phrasing, uh, he has done a small bit of atonement by posting a link to a, an interesting video. And I've seen multiple videos out there. Uh, there was a great like seven-part series by this one guy about why – Episodes one through three suck so bad compared to the four through six. The specifics of, why, of why, where the suck emerges from. But this guy took a little bit different bent and actually said, here, let me try to come up with solutions for how we could fix. Let me especially fix episode one. Episode one. So instead of whining, yeah. he, he actually, did it. Exactly. Well, sim- similar to the Phantom Edit. What? Are you familiar with the Phantom Edit? No, no. no. When Phantom Menace first came out, um, there was a, a recut of the... Um, movie made it much, much better, uh-huh. and it was referred to as the Phantom Edit. Ah. Yeah. Um, nice. It's never quite revealed who actually did it. So I think it was in a similar vein to this, of recutting the movie to make it better. Somewhat. But, I mean, there's definitely... He basically goes through and says, here's things that would need to be changed. Um, there would have to be a little bit of scenes added. There would have to be a little bit of things removed. Um, obviously, you know, there's scenes that need to happen that, like, say, Jar Jar's in that, J- and he always has this big, like, international symbol for no over Jar Jar's face. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> During all the scenes, because he's like, this scene needs to happen, just you just don't need Jar Jar there right. because you don't need that character at all. Um, but his overall theme, the thing that I posted in the forums that I found most interesting is that it really shifts your perspective if you look at episode one through three, not as the Anakin story, but as the Obi Wan story. Ah. And have that's the focus of your three movies. Anakin's something that's happening on the side, but he's a side character. This is Obi-Wan's story going from a Padawan to becoming a master to making a big mistake. With a Padawan. With a Padawan. And, you know, eventually kind of writing it at, towards the end. So really just dealing with Phantom Menace, um, he goes through and shows. And, I mean, there's stuff that I think everybody can say, obviously. Obviously, and he even makes a point of it in the video. The number one thing, if you could change just one thing, is the waste that they did with Darth Maul. You can't let Darth Maul die. Right. You have to use him because he is an antagonist to Obi-Wan. Had Darth Maul just whacked Qui-Gon and then bolted it, right. suddenly you now have Obi-Wan. And you give his you have character so much more purpose in the next two movies to say, I need to go kill this mm-hmm. mother effing Sith. <laughs> and I think you would have had a yeah, much to me it was the, the, the three movies was the, you know, the Sith of the day. Because yeah. we had Darth Maul, then we had Darth Tyrannus, yeah. and or, then... Or Dooku, as he is known. Or Count Dooku, as he was known to the rest of <laughs> yeah. the world. And then, you know, in the background is Darth Sidious. Right. 
But really, the third one was Darth Vader. Yeah, with Darth Vader, but also you know the, the antagonist in that one was General Grievous. Mm. True, yeah. he was the not, big, not, not new... truly a Sith, but was was a lightsaber. In, especially, especially in the Tartakovsky version of him, he was a total badass Jedi slaughtering machine. Right, and then was dumbed down and pussied down for the movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I saw that I, that was really interesting in his you know remake. And I put that in quotes. Was the um, the love story was between Obi Wan and and Amidala? Yeah, really. It, it, yeah. yeah, he switched them over into being having more, or at least having more of the play that Han Solo and Leia did okay. between their two characters because they were opposite of each other. But then you know, and so they really wouldn't get along, and they'd have the type of witty. So dialogue. how does Amidala get knocked up with Darth? Well, I, I don't think they actually had it as a romance. I think you just had it. They eventually get some, respect, and then it becomes a you know almost a deep friendship. Deep, yes. deep friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they kind of they they flirt with the romantic and realize nah. we're good buddies. Yeah. And because we've all met people like yeah. that where you've oh. kind of started to go down the road of hey and uh, no hey let's not but. Don't go away. Well, and, you know, also to me, just looking at it from, you know, uh, I guess a bigger perspective is if you do it that way and you really focus on those two characters, you make use of probably your best acting talent that went through all three movies. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of making the focus on one of your worst acting talents that went through all, you know, at least two of the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, to me, the the, other than excising Jar Jar. mm Mm-hmm. Because we don't need Ewoks 2.0. No. We got it anyway. Besides, but, Ewoks were cute. No, Jar Jar weren't. is not cute. Ewoks were freaking annoying. They're, but they were cute looking. No, they weren't. They're like tiny Wookiees. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wookiees Wookie do not have Jerry Curl. Well, okay. Wookiees rock. I'm not saying that. But Ewoks were at least cute to look at. Jar Jar is not even cute to look at. The one change that would have worked for me would have been to make Anakin a young adult. Instead of a child. Yeah. And to me, that would have made everything a little better and easier to swallow. They could even have left the pod racing crap in there because I think mm-hmm. that a young kid with a hot rod. Yeah. That, 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 that works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am a badass and I'm, I'm using the force, but I don't know I'm using yeah. the force. I just know I am a damn good pod racer. And uh-huh. you, you should read it because he does. He changes a lot of Anakin's backstory. Mm-hmm. He does a lot stay of, a little kid, though. He stays a little kid, but he does. He and includes the pod racing because he's like, you know, the scene works. It just doesn't work because of all the other stuff that was put on top of it. The right. fact that Qui Gon noticed him, all that stuff. So, Go ahead. I, I think you know, and that and one of the other big changes is he gets rid of the space battle at the end. Ah. Says there's just no need for there's it. There's no need for it. It doesn't do any good. And there's no need to bring a kid with you to a space. Yeah, exactly. Who he would says, do that? Who he would actually wasn't be actually back at the... contrived at all. Right. He would actually be back training mm-hmm. at the Jedi Temple, where Already. a little kid should be. Not right. so. It actually worked out really well. I like his story. Yeah. It would have been a good yeah. story. It's worth watching. Yeah, because I mean, you, you could change it into something similar to what they did in Jedi, where's the team on the ground has to rest- <laughs> has to destroy a ground station receiver for all the droids instead of sh- the control ship in orbit. Um, there's all kinds of things you could have done to make it. It's, it's not hard to make uh, that, that turd uh, better. better? Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, and, and Barry mentioned, I, I only watched the video once, so maybe he did actually say he was going to age uh, 
Anakin. 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 That's yeah. Barry obviously posting it probably knows better than I do. But yeah, he had a lot of little edits. But in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't saying this movie sucks. Let's scrap it and reshoot the whole thing. This is a great framework that we we can we we can can work or at least can rebuild. We can work within this framework to make it coherent. Better than it was before. Better. Stronger. All right. Faster. Absolutely. Fire up another one. We have many, and let's see. There's the juror. Uh, where do we go here? Ah, Warhammer 40K. Yeah. Which I think is a little closer to your heart. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is. You know, Actually, we really need Gwenora here because I think it's yeah, closest. It's closer to his. It's very to close me. to his heart as well. However, but this also, um, this being a show uh, about and by 40 something geeks is going to make us all feel very old. Yes. Because Warhammer 40K, 25 years of orcs in space. Yeah. This is from Discovery News, uh, news.discovery.com. This Saturday marks the 25th anniversary of Warhammer 40K, which is sort of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're a male between the ages of 13 and 60 who digs sci-fi violence and the sweet, seductive scent of acrylic paint. Mm. Oh, Raggy should be in this one, I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The franchise kicked off in 1987 as a sci-fi take on Games Workshop's fantasy table game, Warhammer. From there, it steadily sucked in sci-fi influences to become its own distinct world. Novels, movies, video games, and of course... Vast armies of tiny soldiers. Yes. In case you don't know, the Warhammer games are miniatures games, also known yes. as massive holes that you pour money into. Yeah. yeah. They're like land-based boats. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep, I bought a boat. And a hole in the water that I throw money, money into. into right? mm-hmm. So these are the usually pewter miniatures yes. that you painstakingly paint. And depending on how anal the people you game with are, you have to paint all your legions correctly so that their insignias are correct and match and all this crap. And the degree to which you can field an actual army of figurines is the degree to which you're allowed to play. Right. And Games Workshop laughs all the way Played. to the bank. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. You it- you want to have a Predator tank? You buy, buy a, a Predator, predator tank. tank. And you paint that bitch. You and- want that division of space? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of leagues. Yeah, you have to come in fully painted. You have to have the items. I remember when I first learned, I was like, this salt shaker will be my Predator tank. They're like, no. no. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. All right, got it. This is not so, I mean, there's a huge strategy underlying game there, but... You know, the entrance fee is you have to yeah pony up the cash and get armies. And you can get pre-colored armies, and there's service. There's a whole industry around getting you the ability to actually play the game. <laughs> actually, in the weeks that you guys have been gone, I'm not sure if you, n- you knew with the new drop-ins we have. Which are? Flamethrower. My favorite. Just checking. Yes. Nice flame job on that tank. Let me touch it up for you. Flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Happy birthday, Warhammer 40K. Um, may you absorb cash from nerds everywhere at an ever-accelerating rate. Yeah. I mean, there's and there's more than just that. There's, of course, the video games. They just released Space Marine as their most recent mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I mentioned, novels, the horror... Horus Heresy? Sounds right. I think that's right. Um, 
and everything else. Supposedly, eventually, we're going to see an MMO mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. universe. So that would be neat. I loved neat. some of those characters. So. Yeah, It'd be great. Be interesting. Yeah, and they went with the you know the traditional Warhammer for their first MMO, right? And many people kind of thought. Why? why? Why didn't you do 40K? Yeah, mm-hmm. especially now with how they've shown a sci-fi game working very well. Exactly. With uh, with Swotor, you know, now you could see, okay, maybe you could effectively have Terminators out there and Eldar and... Space Marines. Space, yeah, the, the Space Marine, the Imperium Man. Yeah. Orcs. Orcs. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> orcs. They were my second favorite army. Yeah. I just don't know how you would do that. Like, would you actually make it a five-faction game, or would they do it like the Warhammer Fantasy, where they basically had chaos and order, where you had dwarves and traditional separate armies put together on two sides? Oh, yeah. Because really, Chaos Marines should not be working with orcs who shouldn't really be working with tyranids and eldar kind of do their own thing right. so really warhammer 40k is very separated like each army does the only ones that are linked is the imperium man and the i don't know Space how, Marines. how well five factions would work though i mean i guess they could possibly go in there but they would probably do a two-faction thing and just kind of split them off into their own little faction. Yeah, I would know? think you'd have to divide it into d- two teams two again. Two teams again, yeah. yeah. Bad and good. Bad and good. Yeah. yeah. Or you could do like ugly and not so ugly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Based on looks. Exactly. 100%. Because oh. uh, the trolls were pretty ugly, but they were so much fun. They had the coolest. It's orcs, not trolls. I'm, that's, I'm sorry. Did yeah. I say trolls? The yeah. orcs. Yeah, they had the coolest. They had the coolest um, machinery, and they just because they were all pieced together with like bubble gum and tape, basically. Yeah, greenskins. Yeah, greenskins. Little, little goblin guys. Mm-hmm. Those were cool. They carry their little boxes with. Oh, yeah, those little good toe stuff. boxes. There's much to love. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I think we got one other. Squeeze it in. And okay. Then we'll break. Real quick, uh, which is just an interesting article that TripAdvisor survey reveals Wi-Fi is a traveler's top amenity. I believe it because the Wi-Fi at the conference provided by the hotel sucked ass this year. <laughs> and being at the IT help desk, oh, God, did we catch it in the face. And it was, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, there's not a damn thing we can do about it. It's not our Wi-Fi. Yeah. And actually, weird thing is part of the problem is so many people were bringing personal hotspots online. There's only 11 channels at all in wireless G spectrum. Uh-huh. And we got two dozen hotspots plus the hotel's Wi-Fi. The spectrum gets a little crowded and nobody's works. Wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. So, do go on. No, yeah. So, I mean, basically the article, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, uh, sums up what the top five things that people want and number one at the top of the list. And this was surveying both hotels as well as uh, people that use hotels. Uh, Wi-Fi was number one. Um, things like turndown services and uh, even things like room service mm-hmm. were on the bottom. We don't care anymore. Yeah. No, we want Wi-Fi. We want restaurants close. We want shuttles to the airport or to a location. Those were the important things. But Wi-Fi being number one just really shows you how linked in wired we are now as a well, society. I took my Roku box with yeah. me on this trip very deliberately and... Stayed at the Shiloh Inn in uh, Palm Springs. They had rock-solid Wi-Fi that didn't require a login splash screen because that would have sabotaged my plan. 
Because a lot of Wi-Fi have command and control systems where you have to at least visit a splash page where it records your Mac ID, sometimes requests that you give them your room number, and if it's you know a few places still charge you for Wi-Fi and actually you arrange to have it billed to your room. Shiloh is just wide open to come on in, use mm. our Wi-Fi. We don't care. So the Roku box I configured it and it signed right. I thought I was have to get really creative and do Mac ID spoofing on my laptop to get the Mac ID of the Roku box, and I was all prepared for this crap. Nope, just walk right what? in. And I don't have to be awesome. <laughs> I did get to I be, can just I, be any nerd. I got to be awesome instead because the problem was most modern televisions in um, hotels these days have custom motherboards in them that more and more are designed to lock out all the import, all the uh, input ports. Oh yeah, because they don't want you bringing your own entertainment with you. Mm-hmm. So even though the television has the front-mounted jacks and all the beautiful HDMI inputs. Um, they tell you to go to hell because they want you to buy a movie from the in. So I actually had to hop on the internet and do Philips model this hotel hack and found lovely discussions on. Okay, here's the hidden command code you have to type in to get it into manufacturer mode and activate it and disconnect the HodgeNet <laughs> connect. And I found all the information I needed to convert it into just a monitor. And I had rock solid Netflix and Pandora and Hulu the whole time I was there. Nice, my little hockey puck. And then ironically, in my TED bag this year, the goodie bag from hell that they give out every year, yeah. they gave out a Roku 2. Nice. Yay. So I came back with two Rokus. One, my, I had taken my basic one. I yeah. came back with my basic and a deluxe. Nice. Da, da. You came score. back with a nice little uh, score there. Yeah. yeah, and I'm given to understand from my brother that the, the level of epicness on the bags has actually has slowly declined over the years. You used to get like some supremely high-end crap oh, in wow. these things. Really? I mean, this year was still pretty damn nice. I got yeah. the Jawbone Jambox, which is the really cool Bluetooth right. speaker slash speakerphone slash battery-powered thumping bass. Uh, really good sound I can drive from my iPad. And in this room where I was having trouble getting music in here, now I have a perfect solution. It's coming to my iPad, cue up some music, and I can have nice. music in the living room. Uh, got the Roku 2 box, got some nice uh, stylus for my iPad, got some nice pens, got a lot of memberships in various services. So mm-hmm. There's one that's for here for lynda.com, which is a one-year premium membership and includes one of the courses they offer is in audio. And I'm really nice. curious to see if it is an audio, like an editing class that may make me a more effective podcaster so i'm hoping i can take advantage of that and, and and make me do a better job of this part that everyone else refuses to learn very cool <laughs> the love i'm feeling it <laughs> oh and you know close near and I dear don't to my refuse heart refuse to learn it i just make no effort to, to learn it, it. <laughs> it's a whole different completely different if True. you choose not to decide you still have made a choice <laughs> which brings us neatly <laughs> to our next break so warm up your copies of skype Break you uh, must, you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> do me or do me not. There is no hand job. Anyway, the um, call-in topic is regarding uh, serious informational or inspirational videos on the internet. Do you watch them and have they actually ever had an effect on you in the vein of TED.com and the kinds of things that I was just immersed in for four or five days there? And VTW Shows is the Skype address. You can also go to the front page of VTWProductions.com, look in the lower right-hand corner for the I'm Online indicator, and simply click on that. And if you have Skype click to call installed properly on your machine, you will call in. But wait for us to call for the calls when we return. For now, here's some brew guy. We shall return right after this. Wow. 
This place is huge. You see, I only got here a moment ago. I'm only level nine or so. And I'm hoping you can help me figure out what's going on. Lots of people running around, don't know if they're lost or found. There's a naked guy dancing for all to see. Who would do that? Not me. Well, it's time to sing a song. And if you know it, why don't you sing along? Here we go. I wander around the auction house and look at all the things I could be buying. I asked somebody for some gold. They said that they were broke. I think they're lying. Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. This is Nerds with Opinions. That would be all of you out there in the land of Skype. So please begin your call-in sequences now. VTW Shows is the address in the Skype to find us on the interwebs. And today's topic is, do you or have you watched inspirational and or informative videos via the interwebs? And have they actually had any kind of an effect on your life in the spirit of the TED Talks available at TED.com? And I, I can begin the discussion by saying, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I'm <laughs> Shocking. More, I'm more sort of uh, watched them in person before they actually made it to the web. Uh but 
What the hell? What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Distract. Surprisingly distracted by the black void. Wow. Oh, man, what a okay. concept. Aren't you the one always warning about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. stop looking at it. Uh-huh. It calls to me. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so beautiful. Is that friends from like a bug's life? Don't look at the light, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh. help it. <laughs> you think, you know, Barry VA is usually right on it. Yeah, I know. With his... Opinions about uh, something that is not related to the topic. Shocking. Right. You know, I just wanted to call in so I can not answer. And <laughs> he's foiling my evil plan. <laughs> Damn you all. Oh, that's funny, actually. So, going around the table while we wait for people to overcome their shyness and their shame. Wow. Grail. I have no shame, so yeah, I can easily I talk about this. Really? Yeah. Uh, not our Grail. <laughs> not at all. Uh, other than Ted, which really you introduced me to like three years ago. So I would say if I exclude that from, uh, things I watch, nothing regularly, if something's sent to me, you know, if somebody mentions it, if I find out through, uh, your parents, mostly great. Actually, I take that back. You know, one thing I would say that is at least somewhat informative Mm -hmm. and not in the, you know, watching news online type right. way would be uh, some of the extended cuts from The Daily Show. Oh, ah, yeah, that's yes. true. I would think... They, more and more often they're saying, can you stay for five more minutes? Yeah. Y- y'all can see the rest of this on the web. I think that they found a good formula for leveraging... Because mm-hmm. they often get you know, really interesting people, and they obviously we got lots more we can talk about with this person. But, of course, the show is only 30 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, 12 minutes of which are advertisements, so... Yeah, hey, I want to say, God, who's that? The the gentleman who's on for the space program a lot. Oh Tyson. yes, mm-hmm. uh, Tyson's the astrophysicist. Yes. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. I so, love that guy. Yeah, he did an extended cut where he was talking about how you know there's only f- a few things that generate uh, your the interest in doing a massive project, being things like war, right? A you know, a, a divine calling. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I forget what the third one is, but basically, like, you know, Stuart was going like, let's just say there's an intergalactic war coming. Then. Hey! <laughs> you know, go along that line. So yeah, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's, That's it. him. Yeah. yeah, he's so awesome. Thank and you, this, this last show was funny because he goes, oh, and by the way, um, the globe on your intro, it's it's spinning the wrong way. I had uh-huh. to tell you it's driving me crazy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> But yeah, he's really good. But I'll have to say, yeah, those are really informative and and kind of they get you at least thinking about some of the things that they're mm-hmm. talking about, whether it be you know your eating habits or you know some projects going on in a third world country or whatever, some water project or some you know rebuilding project or humanity project. And now you knew you were saying before the show that you know that TED.com has gone mainstream because. Oh, because my dad knew about it. That, that's enough to, yeah, definitely get something out there. Although I'm going to have to say, your dad is one of those people that is out to save the world. Oh, yeah, he is. So I can see how he probably got introduced to he it. Would but glom still, onto it. it's enough that, you know, it's it's technology-based, so he, that's not exactly his strongest suit. So, <laughs> you know, that to me was more... It was more interesting that he was just even aware of it mm-hmm. and was sending me the link on it, like... Okay, wow. There, there you I go. I found this uh, this TED thing. Are you actually are you familiar familiar with the Bill Conference? There is a Bill Conference. Really? B I L. What's that one? Um, it is a kind of response to the perceived elitism of TED. 
because it's you know, TED is very expensive to go to yeah. Maine TED, and you know, they actually you have to apply, and you can be denied um, membership, or you you can't just show up with your money. There's actually a vetting process. So Bill is the opposite. And they usually go right before, right after TED every year. So it's Bill and TED. Ah. Um, Excellent. And, and it's exactly, <laughs> and they charge fifty bucks. And it basically has the exact same kind of format, just the uh, less expensive, less elitist version of TED. And so I think Bill was right after uh, mm, TED this year, and maybe okay. it should be going on right now. I think it's Bill.com, B-I-L.com. Okay. Um, and I think it's all completely awesome that TED spawned a response conference <laughs> in the form of Bill. And apparently they get, you know, they get the same kind of damn good speakers there. Huh. Um, so I... More the merrier. Bring it on. Yeah, and that's what I would think. I mean, I, I would think you'd almost have the same type of speakers because, again, yeah. you're just giving them another platform to exactly. say, this is what I think would be better for the world. Yep. So uh, who would want to turn that down? Now, uh, uh, not so subtly, I brought somebody into the uh, Skype, but I'm afraid... You you hung up on him? That I, I may have to accidentally hang up on him, yes. Okay. I'm here. What? <laughs> Hello, Barry. Welcome to the show. I only called in because nobody else was calling in. I don't know what's uh, wrong with these people. They don't want to be on the internet. Uh, they're shy. I think it's a great topic. Uh, I don't want to have a lot shame. to say about it, but I do have. I did have something I wanted to mention. I use YouTube a lot to watch videos of how-tos and uh, learn different stuff. I think it's great for that. But um, I was wondering if while you were at TED this week, you heard about the promotional video that came out for the new movie Prometheus. It was premiered at TED. Right. And it was freaking awesome because what it is is uh, Michael Wayland, the character of Wayland Utani Corporation, the company right. from the Alien right. Universe, giving a TED talk mm. set in, I think, like 2033 or something like that. And so they obviously, and by the way, it's BillConference.com, B I L Conference.com is the correct address, not just Bill.com. Um, giving a TED Talk um, in the future about um, you know, how Wayland Corporation is, come with me, I'm going to change the world. Uh, so it's, it's a little over the top because it's you know, Hollywood yeah. style. But it, it was a kind of a big arena, but they had all the TED logos and the ideas right. worth sharing. Nice. So Chris Anderson, the curator of TED, is there. It's like, I've, my machine crashed, and when I rebooted it, there was this mysterious file on the, my desktop, and this was contained with it. It appears to come from the future. <laughs> and I immediately spot as soon as soon as you know, Wayland Corporation. Yeah. Like, that's from Prometheus. <laughs> oh, nice. And then they released it uh, the next day for the rest of the world. But yeah, that was that was fairly awesome. Yeah, I mean, you talk about TED going mainstream. It's made its way into Hollywood now, and they're using it as a promotional device, even if they're just staging it as fictional TED talks. Mm-hmm. Very but cool. It's you know, it's what you think a TED talk might look like in in twenty years because it had it was, it was you know. Near future technology looking, not fancy holograms or anything, but it was basically, it was a flashback within the movie to, I think, 10 years before the Prometheus mission, mm-hmm. where it's basically the guy laying the groundwork for the, uh, you know, come with me, I'm going to change the world, and right. then they go off searching for the beginning of life on Earth. I did um, think it was a little ambitious on their part, uh, saying, you know, like, oh, this is how big TED Talks are going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. And it was, it was like a huge football arena of people. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was this massive uh, arena of doom um, with, you know, huge displays. And, but it was, it, was, it was 
they were pandering to the local crowd in a big way. Yes. They were all like, go, Ted, go. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> of course. We're awesome. Yeah, we exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it was neat that, that that'll be part of uh, Prometheus. I'm looking forward to Prometheus. It looks like a fun, a fun movie. Um, I'm curious to see just how much it's enmeshed with the... I mean, because it is clearly... In the alien universe, it's got space jockeys all over the damn place. Um, you've got you know the the ship from Alien and Aliens prominently featured in mm-hmm. the previews. Um, so we'll just see if they are, have quietly got an alien in there somewhere, or if they're just, just steering. Hello, <laughs> here no. to sit on your face. When I, when I say quietly, I mean they managed to keep it on the down low until yeah. the movie actually premieres. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at the Bill conference. Kind of, Bill is an ad hoc conference for people changing the world in big ways. A place for passionate people to come together to energize, brainstorm, and take action. Um, it's basically exactly like TED, but cheaper. And held like two doors down. Nice. It's awesome. Very cool. The internet. Oh, yes. And, and remember, TED is technology, um, entertainment, entertainment, design. design right. Bill is boisterous, illuminating, levity. Okay. <laughs> and actually, I think that the bill, that, that changes every once in a while. They don't keep it the same. Ah, okay. So this year's is Boisterous Illuminating Levity. Nice. Ah, so every year it's a different bill. Bring it on. Um, let's see. Sakani, you tried to call in a second ago. Try again, because I managed to fumble the click to add you to the conference and accidentally hung up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him a complex now? I tell you. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> I've been away from the keyboard for a couple yeah. of weeks. I'm a little rusty and travel worn. And yeah. no, I mean, actually, I think Barry did bring up a good point on the self help stuff. There's been a lot of times where I've either done stuff for around the house, you know, we consider putting pavers in the backyard, and mm-hmm. I went and watched a video on it and said, "There's no the way in hell, hell I'm doing that." So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know, it's been informative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're paying someone to do that one. Yeah. All right, we have a new attendee on the uh, conference call. Sakani, can you hear us? Uh, yes, but do I want to say anything back yet? I'm not sure. I can hear you. you <laughs> okay. So it was good to have seen you this last week, even though I was mostly comatose when uh, when we actually met up. I apologize <laughs> for, for being so wiped out. It was just... That's how I get during TED. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah, I had to resist the temptation to, you know, um, draw things and stick pepperonis in your beard. I, oh, you shouldn't have. Yeah. You should have just gone with that feeling. I, I and taking pictures. Absolutely. I, I there are no pictures. There never will be pictures. It's all Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And bad So Photoshop he says. Mm-hmm. I appreciate but, your restraint, good sir. You are a gentleman <laughs> in a school bus. I, <laughs> school bus. I dri- I've driven a school bus before, if that means anything. There you go. See, we're right on, right on, right on path. Sorry, losing well, my mind. Very tired. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, on the subject, I usually do not watch videos on the internet. It's a time thing. I much prefer audio because I can you know listen to things while I'm doing something else. I do, yeah. It's much more freeing to just pop the earbuds in and be about yourself and still be paying. Or driving around is where I mostly beat mine up. Well, yeah, I I drive around about you no know, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen hours a day, so that's a lot of time to listen to things. Mm-hmm. And, so inspirational stuff is out there, just not necessarily in the form of video for you. Well, no, I mean, for example, I wouldn't mind listening to a lot of the TED talks because I'm not sure how much there is to see anyway in a lot of them. 
But they usually have uh, some some of them that rely pretty heavily on visuals. Others are just person talking and they have no visuals right. at all. It varies from person to person. Yeah, they do vary. But no, just me personally, my lifestyle, I tend to prefer just audio only stuff. No, video tends to take too long. No, I have so many things I have to do. I have no projects to work on. I have chores to do around the house. I have no video games to play. I know I have right. work priorities. Yeah, I have work to work and work to work more and just so many different things to do. So when I have to sit down and actually just watch a Internet video, it's just like, man, no, it's like I have to pencil it into my schedule now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Internet video, 2 to 2.30. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's almost exactly like that. I, I am not joking. I've actually got to the point where I have to put certain things into my um, Google calendar now in order to remember to do them. Uh, yeah, yeah, for example, much that yeah. place. As yeah. Well. yeah, I'm pulling up my Google Calendar right now. It says, "Let's see, hum, hum. watch Netflix movie seven o'clock." Uh, you think I'm making this up? I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. I believe you, and I'm living that life with you. So, power, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I think even looking at something like a DVR, like I don't know how I watched TV before that. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I was, I was an early, early on Generation 1 TiVo the day they released. Right. And I've never looked back because this is how TV is meant to be consumed. Whenever the hell I have time to watch it. Yeah. Exactly. And now the internet has risen up to, be, to fill the void in even more. Yeah. Even right. when I watch TV, it's still just background noise for me most of the time while I'm doing something else. <laughs> I'm like that a lot. Girl hates it. Uh, <laughs> ooh. So that was supremely loud there. We'll have to come back to that one. Oh, no. Um, so try again in a second there, guys. All right. So I think I'm trying to add one too many people to the conference here. So let me kick one of you to the curb. Who shall it be? Mm. Oh, gee, I'm I vote Barry. <laughs> 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 bye bye Barry let's try here Hang. Oops, sorry I screwed that up oh my god let's try <laughs> <that>. oh. <laughs> you Sakani. are horrible <laughs> Sakani, thank you for calling I, I did and sit here thank and you laugh. for uh, I will take, let you taking the time to uh, to come because and you've meet never me done it before. <laughs> oh really cool um, so thank you for coming to meet me at the uh, conference in Palm Springs that thing that happened there yeah. the thing in the place with the guy right Belize yes and I will now summarily kick you to the curb. Ha. Before you can even say anything. You're such a nice guy. What? So whoever was trying to call in a minute ago, uh, give it another try. And actually, here's another one. And no will actually hang up on you again. Yeah. Hush. Time. Hush your mouth. I'm still here, by the way. I know you're still I here. Know I know you're still there. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? Hmm. I can't hear. Can you speak? I'm Seratis. Ah, Seratis. How are you today? I'm fine. And what is your opinion on today's call-in topic? Do you enjoy inspirational videos on the internet, or are they not really a part of what you do with the internet? Uh, I'm slightly hard to inspire, but I have seen these pictures about a bunch of Russian guys building a tiger tank in their garage. That tiger tank in their garage. That is awesome. Oh my god! Like from yes, it, from scratch, from from nothing. Yes, pretty much. They got bunch of metals, a huge engine, and well, it didn't have a working gun, but uh, 
it could move, it could turn the turret, and it looked really, it looked really scary. <laughs> because they, 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 they can. <laughs> they didn't have enough weight for it, I think, but it was really scary. Nah, wow. See, that's inspirational in a different way. Yeah. Yes. That is inspirational in the, if you have a wacky idea, frickin' go for it. You can do it. You can do it! You want to build a, a classic... slingshot. There you go. I'm glad I don't live in within a slingshot range of you. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some people can take those ideas and, and go the scary route, but it's mm-hmm. usually... More interesting when you go the inspirational route. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, I think building a tiger tank from scratch is pretty freaking yeah. inspirational. Yeah, until in they the use of... it to blow up their neighbor. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> that I can't help you with. <laughs> because... You gotta field test it once you have it built. I mean, what's what you gonna do with a tiger tank in your garage? <laughs> neighbor's, neighbor's dog is barking again. I got it. <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure you can pick up girls with it. That's true. <laughs> Women, women dig a man with a tank. With a tiger tank. Got it. That's right. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Sarah, this, thank you very much for that insight. There's not, not something I expected to be talking about when I woke up this morning. That's right. Tiger tank built in a man's garage. To pick up girls. To pick up. This would be useful for picking up women in Minsk. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got time for one more. I'm going to try and add one more to the conference here. Thank you, Sarathis. And if this is working, you are on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Hey, it's me again. Copy. Copy. Uh, and are you accompanied by Reinforced Sage today or not? He's sitting next to me, but I'm conferencing with my headphones on. So, he uh, so we, are ex- we are excluding him. <laughs> no soup for you. So what is your uh, opinion on today's... What is the great... From the great Northland of Canada, what is the opinion on uh, watching inspirational videos under interwebs? Well, the only thing I'm subscribed to right now on YouTube is Barry Von Awesome's Lego videos. Yes! Inspirational <laughs> they are. Is that all you get in Canada? Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm I sorry. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> it's a nice throwback to my childhood. I appreciate it. Nostalgia is fun. No, no mm-hmm. doubt. No, they've actually been really good. I, I will give Barry some props. Some props for, for yeah. yeah. And what do you, actually, Barry, are you using uh, iPhone time lapse for recording those? I don't know what your mechanism is. Uh, yeah, I got a like two dollar app called Time Lapse on my iPhone, and that's what I film it with. Awesome. The, the The quality is great on those. Keep them coming. We'll just we'll just keep funding your Lego addiction. I know, right? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Indeed, it's beautiful work, Barry. <laughs> you need to get the uh, the the massive uh, Death Star. Death, no, not the Death Star, but no, the, um, the Star Destroyer. Oh, the Star Destroyer, the, the Executor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Darth Vader. Oh, those things are like four hundred dollars. I know. I want one so bad. <laughs> I, they had a Lego store down on uh, Michigan, Michigan Ave. Avenue mm-hmm. in Chicago, and they had it there, and they were actually putting it together. I think when we went the one time, and it was yeah. oh, was like, that was when Airden was like six years old. Six years old and yeah. was screaming people at chess. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> it was crazy. It was I um I have a kit that I ordered that I haven't put together yet that I need to film and it is a Star Wars kit. So, you know. Right on. Cool. There's a tease for my next video, I guess, maybe. <laughs> I do have another one that I filmed and that I've been editing, but I haven't I haven't posted yet. I don't know. It didn't turn out great, uh, but 
We'll see. I don't know. If I'm, I'm still up in the air about whether or not I'm going to put that one out. Right on. Time will tell. All right. Time to kick everybody to the curb because coming up next on Versus the World Radio, we actually have a time limit today because the return of the Emperor's Court. Yes, indeed. Your three-hour break from internet porn has returned <laughs> or will be returning. Uh, if Emperor ever comes back to... Uh, oh, there he is. He just came back to IRC, so we will arrange the handoff. Copy, Barry VA, thank you for calling in and participating today. And before you can respond, I will hang up. Ha-ha. 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 Too slow on your ha Too slow. You just I I warned him. whack I, all of Skype when I you do telegraphed that. You don't it. just hang I up I telegraphed it, yep. Yeah. Your um, old man fingers are too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, old really? man fingers. <laughs> I've got a present for you. Flank thrower. <laughs> My favorite. My favorite. <laughs> yep. You want, you want some more of that? Uh, sure. I am very disappointed. No! Do you have... Where's that? Do you like it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> that <Yeah>. one? <laughs> no, I do not. Oh, well. I love that one. Uh, so anyway. Nice hat. Nice hat. <laughs> Take it. I don't, I don't need, need it. it. <laughs> I don't need it. That's a great hat. Yeah. yeah. You got to push the little, little red button, the little yellow button to load it. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Take your time. Take yeah. your time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very dangerous gun. I should take that off. Yeah, it's anyway, awesome. If you don't know what the hell we're talking about, go rent the Fifth Element. It is freaking awesome. Yeah. Yes. It even it even has Bruce Willis in it, who I don't like. And he's awesome. And he's awesome. Anyway, you have been listening to the triumphant return after a week off of hardcore of hardcore. No hardcore. This is casually hardcore, <laughs> starring the hardcores. Right. <laughs> Live on versus the world radio vtwproductions.com. We shall return next week, same bat time, same bat channel. In the meantime, stay tuned for Emperor 1G and the Emperor's Court. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And we are... Out of here. Today. I hate you. Junior. Bye-bye, radio people.